Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive deep into the tools, laws, and yes, processes that you need to know in order to scale and grow your organization. On this podcast, we help you structure your business processes to make your people your organization's greatest competitive advantage. Don't forget, you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher of your choice. You can also subscribe at peopleprocesses.com, which will give you exclusive subscriber-only content. Here is your host, Rami Alajil, author and CEO of People Processes. I'm excited today to do part one of five. This week is all going to be about exempt or non-exempt from the Fair Labor Standards Act. Today is gonna be an introduction. Uh, We're gonna talk about the differences and what this kind of affects. Broadly, this is your decision between salary and hourly. Now, there's uh, quite a few different ways of handling this. I wanna go through uh, the most important ones. Last week, we did a uh, two-part episode on independent contractor versus employee under employee classification. Now, this is kind of the second part of that. Now that you know they're an employee, you need to determine whether they are FLSA exempt or not. So let's dive right in. The Fair Labor Standards Act, we're going to call it the FLSA, FLSA, requires that most covered employees in the United States to be paid at least the minimum wage for all hours worked and overtime pay at time and one half the regular rate of pay for all hours worked over 40 hours in a work week. So let me recap that, just make it make it clear. In the United States, pretty much everyone by law from the very beginning is required to work 40 hours a week or less. If they work more than that, you have to pay them time and a half, and there has to be at least a minimum wage. That's the default. There are exceptions for that though. In section 13A1 of the FLSA and associated DOL regulations, They provide exemptions from both minimum wage and overtime pay for employees uh, that are employed as executives, bona fide executives, administrative, professional, outside sales. Uh, There are a couple of extra regulations that also can exempt certain computer uh, employees. We lump all of these things together into what we call the white collar employee exemption. This appears nowhere in the FLSA. It's just a term that's recognized shorthand for these general class of exemptions. There's a bunch of different ones. The white collar category comprises the most broad-based of the exemptions to the FLSA and cuts across the whole spectrum of industry classifications. Virtually every employer covered by the FLSA faces the sometimes difficult task of deciding which, if any, workers will qualify for this white collar exempt status. To qualify for the exemption, employers must generally meet certain tests regarding the job duties and compensation of a specific employee. So let's take a step back. I'm just gonna be doing this as we go because there's a lot to this. One, you have an independent contract, you have a worker. We decide they're an employee. Now we need to decide whether we have to pay them minimum wage and overtime or whether we can pay them a salary. Now here's why this is important. Lots of people who are on salary are not actually exempt from the Fair Labor Standards Act, and therefore you will get your butt handed to you. 
if they ever sue you saying that you owe overtime or that they should be paid while uh, doing some duty that normally you would just, uh, you know, that, that wound up taking their number of hours up or um, you don't, you know, they're salaried, you don't care when they clock in or out, you just have them come in and do whatever it is they're doing. Uh, the horror stories I've heard and, and the suits in every major city, they're, they're constant around these ideas of are they hourly or salary. An employee wants to be hourly because then they're limited to 40 hours a week. Uh, they can assume that the salary you paid was for 40 hours a week and now they, you're, you owe them a bunch extra. Okay, So just want to recap that. Every employee by law is by default a employee who is entitled to minimum wage and overtime, but there are a bunch of exemptions to that law. Generally, the white collar exemptions are the broadest, and now the way to figure that out is to test the job duties and compensation of the employee. For these exemptions to apply, an employee generally must be paid on a salary basis of no less than $684 a week. So let's start there. If your salary is less than $684 per week, Guess what? This is someone who's entitled to minimum wage and overtime. Doesn't mean you can't pay salary, but it means if they work fewer than 40 hours, you'd pay the salary. But if they work more than 40 hours, you'd pay the salary plus overtime at time and a half. So you probably don't want to. Anyone paid under 684 per week should not be salaried. There are some few exceptions to that, primarily in the academic space. But otherwise, that's it. They must perform certain types of work as well. It must be directly related to the management of his or her employee's business. It must be directly related to the general business operations of his or her employer or employer's clients. It, must, uh, it could require specialized academic training for entry into a professional field or in the computer field. It could be making sales away from his or her employer's place of business. Uh, it could be in a recognized field of artistic or creative endeavors. These are the broad categories. Uh, we call them the learned professional exemption, the creative professional exemption, the sales exemption, the uh, professional exemption, the business owner exemption. There's a couple that we're going to go through, and the administrative exemption. Those are each the different categories that you have to do. This, um, it, it, there's also one more, which is uh, hourly employees who perform certain types of work in the computer field if they are paid at a rate of not less than $27.63 per hour. So computer techs, special exemption, $27.63 per hour, then I have to pay them overtime. They can just keep on working. Okay. Exemptions are determined based on each specific employment situation. Job titles alone do not determine the exempt or non-exempt status of any employee. Each determination is based on the specific job duties performed and the compensation received. Therefore, an exemption assessment, which we're going to get to, is essential for each specific employee or for each group of employees who perform basically the exact same duties and receive essentially the same compensation package. You can do it where you don't need one for every single employee that you put on salary, but in most small businesses anyway, you need to because every job's different enough. Being paid on a salary basis means an employee regularly receives a predetermined amount of compensation each period on a weekly or less frequent basis. Technically, it could be weekly or daily uh, or bi-daily or something, but basically, yeah, bi-daily, every other day. It's always weekly, okay? Weekly or daily. Uh, the predetermined amount cannot be reduced because of variations in the quality or quantity of the employee's work. This is really important. This is the no pay docking rule. 
So you go through all this effort and find someone to be FLSA exempt. So now you don't have to pay them overtime. You cannot, for, you cannot dock their pay, no dock rule, because of variations in the quality or quantity of the employee's work. That's really important. I get this call all the time, and I don't know why, but it's always from freaking accountants. I love you guys. But, you know, I've got, a, I've got a, a, um, a, an accountant clerk or an accounting um, uh, junior, and they've screwed up some tax returns. We want to dock their pay. No. No, you cannot do that. If you've marked someone as FLSA exempt, you cannot dock their pay for quality or quantity of work. Instead, you're paying them to complete a job. You're uh, subject to the exemptions that we're going to talk about in a second. An exempt employee must always receive the full salary for any week in which the employee performs any work, regardless of the number of hours, number of days worked, number of projects completed, doesn't matter. Exempt employees do not need to be paid for any work week in which they perform no work, but that's by the entire week. So you can send somebody home on a Friday and say, don't come back next week. Um, come back the week after, take a week off, go unpaid, no problem. But if they come in for a Monday morning meeting for an hour and then leave, you owe them for the whole week. If the employer makes deductions from the employee's predetermined salary, uh, i.e. because of like the operating requirements of the business, that employee is not paid on a salary basis. So you don't get to, you don't, you're, they're not exempt from overtime. If the employee is ready, willing, and able to work, Deductions may not be taken for time when work is not available um, either. So that's really important. Again, except in full work week increments. So you go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday's coronavirus day. We all decide to close down the office. We don't come back Thursday or Friday. Guess what? Your salaried people get paid for Thursday and Friday. Very important. So there are some circumstances in which you can take deductions from pay. Uh, they are possible for an exempt employee, and they are primarily around as we talked about, absent from work for one or more full days for personal reasons other than sickness or disability. Their absences for one or more full days due to sickness or disability if the deduction is made in accordance with a bona fide plan, policy, or practice of not providing compensation for salary due to lost illness. So what that means is if they no call, no show, don't come in for an entire day, whole day, you could dock a day's worth of pay, not an hour, a day. If they're sick and they use up all their PTO, all their paid sick leave, all of their paid vacation time, and they have run out, you can talk in full days for that as well. Um, you can also do a couple other things like offset amounts the employees receive as witness or jury fees, uh, military pay, but basically that's it. No docking pay unless you, they're out of PTO. Um, or they're, they're literally gone for entire weeks at a time, like you don't have work for them for a week. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the penalties, the, 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 the rules. Um, oh, oh, there's one other penalty, I'm sorry, that we can, we can impose on there. There are, you can, you can dock someone's pay as an FLSA exempt person if they are infractions of safety rules of major significance. That's really important. So that's the only other place. You have to be in like an OSHA environment. Safety rules of major significance, you can dock some pay. Um, if you discipline suspension someone, again, in full days, uh, if it's for good faith, uh, good faith conduct violations, violations of workplace rules and your suspension is in good faith. 
Uh, you're also not uh, required to pay the full salary in the initial or terminal week of employment or for weeks an exempt employee takes unpaid leave under the Family Medical Leave Act. Those are the other exemptions to times you have to pay them. Let me recap. You have an employee, you have a, you have a worker. You decide independent contractor or an employee. They're an employee. Your next decision is, are they salaried or are they hourly? If they're hourly, I have to keep track of their hours, I have to pay them minimum wage, and I have to pay them overtime on top of it. So, you do your analysis. You say, are they making more than $6.84 per week? Good. That's good on the salary side. Are they, do they fall under one of these exemptions? Administrative exemption, business owner exemption, learned professional exemption, computer employee exemption, outside sales professional exemption. One of, each one of those exemptions requires an individual test. If yes, salaried FLSA exempt employee, don't need to care about the hours, you pay them a flat amount. Otherwise, um, hourly. If you decide their salary, and they are salary, you cannot dock their pay for quality or quantity of work. You can only dock their pay for exhausted leave, um, safety violations, you can dock their pay for company violations in the case of like a big deal in full day increments, uh, and you can dock the pay if they don't work for an entire week, okay? Other than that, you're stuck with hourly. Now, what we're gonna be doing the rest of this week, each one of these is gonna dive into one of those exemptions. So we're gonna go into the administrative exemption, we're gonna go into the learned professional exemption, we're going to help you figure those out, and then we'll wrap up at the end of the week with a deep dive, with a checklist kind of mass thing that we'll walk through a few samples and say, here's some people. We're going to kind of get some answers and come to it. So if you uh, listen to today's podcast and the next four, you should have a really good understanding of what FLSA exempt means. People call it salary versus hourly and how to tell in your organization. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rami Alijil. Again, I'm the CEO of People Processes, and I really appreciate you sticking it out with me. I look forward to speaking with you throughout the week. Please reach out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, at People Processes. If you're watching this on YouTube or iTunes, uh, Google Play, wherever you're at, please take a minute, drop a like, drop a review in iTunes. Uh, in iTunes, for example, out of the hundreds of listens we get every episode, we normally don't get three or four reviews. It would be really great if you would just take the time to pop up there and go, this was a good episode, or hated it, boring, totally fine. I'd love to hear from you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at People Processes. Go to peopleprocesses.com, subscribe, and get some of our subscriber-only content. And if you got something out of this, make sure you share it with anyone you know. Thank you for tuning in. Now it's time for you to go out there, have a great day, and get your work done.